You are listening to the City Church Pastors Podcast. This is episode number 152. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to this week's Pastors Podcast. I am Corey. I'm here with Joel. Hello, hello. And once again, our church playing resident, Jason. Howdy. Uh, we're going to be continuing, uh, good, in light of your, your Texas origins <laughs> there, uh, we're going to be continuing our series this week on uh, the church playing resident. And last week, we got to know Jason a little bit more, asked him a bunch of questions. And then this week, we would like to spend some time specifically talking about kind of what it looks like moving forward. Like uh, we recently announced that Jason would be planting in North Collinwood. So I want to unpack a little bit of that process of just how Jason and Jennifer decided on that and, and what that process looked like. And then also what the process from now over the next uh, couple of years looks like as we get ready to, to actually start start uh, this, this, uh, this new parish in North Collinwood. So Jason, start with this question. Uh, again, uh, a couple months ago, I believe it was in April or May, can't remember the exact the exact dates, uh, but that we announced that we were the new location would be North Collinwood. I know that's something that you prayed about, did a lot of research for a significant amount of time. So why don't you just walk through that process of how did you go from arriving and moving here in Cleveland and saying, okay, look, we're going to plant somewhere to deciding, hey, the next place is going to be North Collinwood. Yeah. So I think the process was really twofold. So when I arrived here, um, the elders of the church had identified several neighborhoods um, that um, they were they were targeting for church planting. And that, that could be anything from just the need that was there to um, an area where um, a lot of our members were concentrated. Yeah. I think and we so, came up with five, if memory serves me correctly. Mm-hmm. Correct. And mm-hmm. so... We uh, we were given those those neighborhoods, and so again a twofold process. It was really about researching the neighborhoods themselves, and then also meeting with people who lived in those particular neighborhoods um, to to learn about it from their perspective, to learn about them, to even see you know the people that, that we kind of connected with that were in those neighborhoods. And so that was really the process. Um, we we hit the ground running uh, and just tried to meet as many people as we could that were living in those neighborhoods, and then just spending a lot of our free time. Just hanging out in the neighborhoods, um, going to coffee shops, restaurants, just walking around the streets, praying, and so that was really just um, the, the bare bones kind of like process of just choosing those neighborhoods and looking for a few things. Um, just what were the needs there? Um, just uh, kind of sorting through how do we fit um, just culturally in those different neighborhoods, and then again with the people that, who already lived there, um, people who seemed you know just excited about the work there. Um, we're kind of excited about um, potentially partnering with a, a church planting effort there and, and things like that. Good. So now that North Collinwood has been the place that you have selected, when you think about, okay, from, from this point until, you know, for lack of a better kind of launch date, what are all the things that need to take place and need to be had? What are the things that, that you're working on, praying about? What are things that our members can be praying for, uh, what it looks like for them, those type of type of things. So it's a broad question, but then give an answer, and then we can go more specific into, into some of these things. Yeah, great. So I think really what um, uh, Jennifer and I are focused on right now is, first of all, we need to transition into that neighborhood. We are, are currently um, not there. We have begun looking at houses and just want to, uh, to be intentional with that, but also um, we have a little bit of time, so we want to make sure it's the right fit. Um, 
um, the right part of the neighborhood that we want to be in, you know, even financially, the the right house, finding a good deal, all those things are important. So uh, that that is the the thing that we're um, primarily focused on right now is just um, us getting into the neighborhood, figuring out what that means for um, our kids' schooling and those those sort of things. And then on the other side of that, uh, from a church planting perspective, is uh, the thing that that we want to do in this model is start um, community groups um, in the in the neighborhoods that we're wanting to plant in. And so we want to, as quickly as we can, um, get some community groups started there, just start being really good neighbors, asking questions, meeting people, um, learning more and more about the neighborhood and the needs there. And uh, from there, that's uh, that's going to lead to um, at some point. And right now, there's there's definitely no timeline that, that, we're, that we're kind of locked into. But we have a goal of sometime in the spring of 2019, if, if things go as planned, um, to, you know, quote unquote, launch officially like public services. But that is all going to be just just taken on, you know, a case by case basis and seeing how, you know, things are going. And if we have, you know, momentum with the groups. Spring um, 2019 or 2020? 2020. What did I yeah, say? 2019. Spring so, of 2020. That'd be like seven months from now, eight months. Yeah, sorry if I said that wrong. Yeah, spring of 2020. We're going to really kick it into gear. I was yes. like, oh, wait. Yeah, sorry, wait, I misspoke. We're way behind. Uh, Can go we ahead, edit go. that nonsense out of here? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but yeah, that's that's what we're aiming at. And so, um, yeah, just excited to get into the neighborhood and and really just actually live there and, and figure out everything else from there. Mm-hmm. I remember you had kind of narrowed it down to, to a couple um, uh, of neighborhoods before you chose North Collinwood. What were some of the things about North Collinwood that, that drew you to it? Yeah. So um, North Collinwood in some ways was, was everything that uh, we had kind of thought through and prayed about and that kind of drew us to Cleveland initially. Um, it is in the city of Cleveland proper, which was, uh, which was a factor. Um, and we just, we just love the neighborhood feel. It's kind of hard to explain that um, until you've just gone and hung out. Sometimes you just kind of have a feeling of, wow, this is, this is a place that, that I could see myself being. But it's a lot of things. It's, it's very creative and artsy on one level, but it's also very kind of gritty and blue collar. And I feel like that, that just kind of fits even some of our background and just love that. It's just, um, it's just a great kind of mix and combination of things. It's very diverse. It's very urban. Um, and it's just a lot of the things that we, we saw in Cleveland that we wanted to, to be a part of seeing the gospel. Um, and then another part of it is it, it's one of those neighborhoods that it's an up-and-coming neighborhood, but people have been saying it's an up-and-coming neighborhood for a really long time. And it's one of those that's just kind of it's it's been a slow go. There's been some amazing things happen. Um, there's there's some really cool. There's a cool coffee shop that I love, Six Shooter. Um, there's some great little local restaurants. Like I said, art galleries and things that are awesome. There's some you know lakefront access that a lot of neighborhoods in Cleveland don't have that are uh, we love. There's a park right in the middle of town with like deer running around and things right in the middle of the city. They're very appealing sausage. to us. Was R and D sausage very important? Throw this, it out was, there. this was maybe the thing that tipped it over <laughs> the top for us. <laughs> and just just some really cool things. I love the history of the neighborhood. Um, uh, again, the diversity and just uh, a lot of things that just just felt really really right for us. Um, but really, I think for us at the end of the day, it was the need, and that that kind of played out in a lot of different ways. There was the uh, the conversations we have with with members who are living there or had lived there, um, members that know people who are in that area that they would love to be able to invite to church, but they just probably aren't going to make the hike to either Ohio City or um, Cleveland Heights. And 
and that they would just love to connect with a church like ours. And just, um, and I don't want to say that nothing is going on there. God is always moving, and there are, there are some people that love Jesus that are already there, but just there is not a ton of access to really solid gospel preaching churches in the area. And at the end of the day, that is why my family packed up and moved from Texas is to, to be in a neighborhood that, that had that need. And that's, um, you know, at the end of the day, that's what really um, drew us to the neighborhood. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think just maybe a, a side note here for people, you know, when you think about the need, I know that just in conversations bef- with you before selecting on North Collinwood, that uh, part of the difficulty in selecting a place is that there are not many places you can go in Cleveland that would not greatly benefit right. from a gospel preaching church sure. or congregation. And so in, in emphasizing the need of North Collinwood is in no way saying that sure. we don't have other parts of, of the Cleveland area, Cleveland itself and, and outside of Cleveland, and you get into suburbs and things like that, that uh, I don't know of very many places in all of this area that, that we would say, boy, that, that area really doesn't need Right, a, yeah. a, a solid yeah. uh, gospel preaching. Yeah. We need more where, where yeah, our parishes we, currently are. Yeah, uh, exactly. Even so, if someone said yeah, we're going to do exactly. that in Cleveland Heights, I say great. <laughs> you know, they're you know less than one percent of Cleveland Heights attended church on Sunday. Most likely, I don't know, maybe two percent, whatever it is. There's a lot of people out there that that need uh, to hear about Jesus and to see the beauty of the gospel unpacked. And I was I was encouraged when you when we kind of made the announcement that it was North Collinwood. Just the excitement from our members. I, I feel like at least the people I talk to and and discuss things with that there was a, a genuine excitement that this is going to happen and uh, excitement about getting behind it. And uh, so, just you know, for our members listening, that's uh, exciting to be a part of a church where these things are happening and uh, our members are excited about these things. So it's encouraging, encouraging to see what that practically looks like over the next two years. You know, so. yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what does, when you, when you think about looking forward and getting from, from here to actually planning uh, and, and having you know, public, public services in, in, in North Collinwood in 2020, hopefully at some point, uh, what are the things that you feel like are the most important things that, that need your attention right now and prayers? Because I think, look, there's some things that only you can do or only you and Jennifer can do or only you know, uh, some people can do, but... All of our members hopefully are praying about this. So when you think about the obstacles and things that need to happen, what are the things that we should be praying regularly and frequently for as it relates to this? Yeah. So one of the things that, that comes to mind is just um, from the get-go, and this is I think this is City Church's approach, but one of the things that we really want to avoid is to, to go into a neighborhood with kind of this like savior complex of like, we're here with our Bible and our gospel and we're here to, you know, save the neighborhood, but to really go in with this, this idea of yet we believe the gospel is the answer to a lot of the things that um, our issues in the neighborhoods that we're going to be planting in, but we want to go in with just this attitude of like being a learner and just asking questions and building trust in the neighborhood. And so that's really one of the things that I know my wife and I um, pray about and have thought about that we want to go and just talk to people um, that are in the neighborhood and just ask really good questions, just like you would do with any neighbor. Just learn, you know, what the needs are. What are what are some of the the ways um, that um, our culture has kind of twisted what God had intended for the world, and and what are some of the ways that the gospel can gently kind of come alongside and under 
calendar. And like I said, there's so many signs of renewal in North Collinwood. And there's and so we want to like join in with that and celebrate that and even bring gospel truth into that. But then also there are things where um, that are broken and that need um to be, you know, identified. And so I know one of the things, just when I talk to a lot of people in the neighborhood, there's um, there's definitely a genuine problem with just broken families, fatherlessness. Um, I remember I was having a conversation with a, a guy who is a believer that lives in the neighborhood. And this was just like heartbreaking to me and really kind of... Um, reality set in of like he was talking about particularly like the youth of the community that in the summers it's it's just tough because there's no school and like there's just you know not a lot going on for for kids and things and just the need for for things like that um to be happening just positive things in the neighborhood for for kids to be a part of and he told me that if i had to describe um kind of the youth in in one word in this neighborhood it's afraid I was like, wow, man, that's that's pretty that's pretty like deep and terrible and all of that. And I was like, what do you mean specific, like afraid of like violence or afraid like what what are they afraid of? And he said it could be a lot of things. There there definitely are, you know, gang problems and things like that, but more so just like afraid of even like some of the home lives of just there's a lot mm-hmm. of drug and alcohol abuse, broken families and just um and the particular uh, people that he knows in that neighborhood just just a fear of like just life in general. And I just thought that was, um, it was both like just sad and horrifying to hear, but also just like, man, that's, that's where hopefully the gospel can come in speaks directly and speaks to directly thing, yeah. to that thing, uh, those things. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's just what, uh, so prayer for that, just to, to make the right connections with the right people to ask the right questions, just to be humble and just, just come in with this, just openness to what God is already doing there and what he wants to do there. And then the other thing is just um, just creating a sense. There's always, already such a strong sense of community in that neighborhood. That's another one of the things I don't think I mentioned that really drew us in, that um, people that are in North Collinwood are there like purposefully. Um, they believe in the neighborhood. They're for the neighborhood. There's a strong push to improve and do all of that. So um, we want to, to join in with that, but also um, show how like God um, has mapped out community and what that means for us relationally to to come in not with a handout but with our hands ready to, to to be open to serving and loving and being good neighbor neighbors and so again just connections with people wherever we end up moving and where our other members are there to just plant deep roots in that community to be there for the long haul and to just want to be like God has told us man to, to love our neighbors as we love ourselves just to go in love people well ask how we can serve and bring the gospel alongside some things that God's already doing and, and alongside the broken areas. Yeah, just listening to you talk, Jason, about <clears throat> the specifically the things, the approach and the humility that that will be foundational to, to coming into North Collinwood. Uh, just reminds me of, of part of the reason why we even went to the, the parish model mm. when we wanted to have the benefit of our church plants not being alone, you know, that we were able to share resources share staff, structure, all these kind of things and not be reinventing the wheel, but also provide the freedom for each location to kind of work through these issues in a contextually appropriate way so that the congregation reflects who is living in that neighborhood and that neighborhood is reflected and that the needs that are particular and unique to that neighborhood are able to be addressed in the preaching and the teaching Mm. and the ministries of that local church in that local parish. And so just listening to you say that, just a reminder of 
Uh, one, what uh, I think Nate has done a great job in Ohio City of, of doing these things and, yeah. and how I think Ohio City re- represents those things and, and how those things are represented in the Heights Parish and just excited to think about 20 years from now, 30 years from now, that you know hopefully this is true throughout our, our city uh, and, and the area and stuff and, and that just an exciting thing to think for, to be to think about. And even in the previous podcast that we talked about, in how you came to City Church, that you found us. You know, you came to us mm-hmm. through internet searches and the Lord working in your heart and just so many things that nobody can take credit for, that it's just the work of the Lord sure. and moving in people's heart, you know, moving in you and your family's heart uh, to come here, you know, the Lord moving in Zach and Amy's heart to, to move here to start uh, the church back in 2011. Uh, in Nate and, and Amy's heart to move here to, to be a part of the Ohio City Parish and planning that and moving in our members' hearts to generously give to help support this work, mm. moving in our members' hearts to move uh, locations. Uh, I think one of the most encouraging things I have heard, uh, lots of things I've heard as a pastor at City Church, one of the most encouraging things actually came from a membership interview uh, a couple months ago where a lady uh, who was becoming a member, and I asked her something about uh, why she was joining the church or how she heard about the church. I can't remember the exact question, but but she said, she said well, I have to be honest, and I hope this is okay and, and, and this isn't a problem, but I just joined the church here so I could be a part of North Collinwood. <laughs> and I started laughing. <laughs> That's what like, I'm talking about right Yeah, there. <laughs> I was like, that is a great answer. It was like, that yeah. is uh, so exciting. And just even someone like, like this lady who who's saying that really, I'm joining the church here at, at the Heights Parish here so that I can be a part of what the Lord's going to do in North, North mm. Collinwood. And just like, you know, you can't, you, you can't manufacture that. That only comes because the Spirit of the Lord is working in the hearts of men and women. And uh, so it's just exciting, exciting, and very, makes, hopefully makes people very thankful uh, and just being reminded of the importance of prayer, that the Lord responds to the prayers of his people in regard to these things. So. Yeah. And then actually, I'm glad you brought up the, the parish model, because I really didn't go into that as you know part of our decision to even move here and be a part of it. But the, the parish model, I'm sure a lot of our members don't spend a lot of time thinking through the nuances of the different parishes and all of that, but particularly for, for church planting and how we're doing that. Some of the things that I just talked about that really... I don't know that a, a typical church planter that just goes into a neighborhood on their own and just, you know, there's a lot of pressure to get a lot of people in the door to start getting, you know, people that are giving so that they can be sustainable. But one thing this parish model is allowing us to do is to take the the sometimes longer and less efficient um, road, but to, to, to be able to move into a neighborhood and take the time to build trust, to get to know people um, and all of those things, because there's not this added pressure of just, we have to get a lot of people through the doors and get to a certain number so that we can be self-sustaining. I mean, we all want that for all of our parishes, but one of the really comforting things for me um, as an older guy and, and all of that, just like, I don't have time to like recover from some disaster thing is just that this church is going to be behind us and we're in this for the long haul that we have decided as a church we're going to plant in North Collinwood and we're going to see it through and that we're all in that together. I think it's just, I think it's good for um, church planting in general. I think it's good for that neighborhood and I think it's very helpful for us that will be a part of that. So, Yeah, I think if you ask any um, urban church planter what 
some of, like some of the the biggest problems that they have and kind of the heaviest weights that they carry is just how they are sustaining themselves. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's a common thing. And this is in, in, in large part, one of the big pushes that we had to move to the parish model is so that we could actually plant sustainable, long-term healthy churches in neighborhoods where, um, th- there are more impoverished people living. Right. Uh, that's, that was kind of one of, one of the main thrusts behind that and learning, uh, learning from our experience with, with Redemption Church in, in East Cleveland. Uh, and just th- this is in, in large part a response to what we all, all went through together and, and, and trying to learn from that. So. Mm, yeah. Well, any uh, final thoughts you'd like to add to our members just for them to know about or be praying about as, as they listen to this? Yeah, no, that's, uh, I just think um, one of the things, and I, I know I've said this before even on previous podcasts, but one of the things I just think um, from a church planner perspective is that when we are, um, you know, launching and creating whatever you want to say, whatever the word is, starting new parishes that we always just have to ask ourselves. I don't think we can ever allow ourselves to be comfortable. So every time this opportunity comes up, we have to all ask ourselves, how am I going to be as a member of City Church? How am I going to be um, a part of this? And we always have to ask ourselves, am I willing to move? Am I willing to, you know, to be a part of that? Am I willing to give a little more? Whatever it takes, how am I personally going to be involved and seeing this happen. And so that's that's been the case so far, but I just think we have to keep um, digging deeper. And so my prayer is just that, you know, we're going to probably be having more conversations with, with people and a lot of the people we focused on meeting with were people living in these neighborhoods already. But now it's going to be round two of, hey, we've chosen this neighborhood. And regardless of where you are, um, we might be you know, asking you uh, to consider, to pray about uh, moving to this or what it might look like you, for you to give more or whatever it is, pray more, um, all of those things. And so um, that is both an ask and just a reminder that if this is going to be the way um, that City Church makes Jesus famous in our neighborhoods, then we have to all ask ourselves that. And, you know, Lord willing, um, when we start our parish in in the spring of 2020 or whatever it is, uh, whenever the next uh, parish comes through, we'll be even pushing people who came there with us, just like Nate's doing now. Um, They're not even a year old, but he's already um, asking people uh, to to consider how they can be a part of that. So I think it's exciting. It's awesome. But it also, when reality sets in and you have to actually ask yourself those questions and and be um, open to that, um, it's not comfortable, but the God, you know, God isn't asking us to be comfortable. He's asking us to, to live our lives um, for the fame of Jesus. So, right. Yeah. And if everyone is saying, oh, someone else will do that, then right. then, yeah. not going to get done. <laughs> not so, going to get done, for sure. Uh, and also we know that uh, some people listen to the podcast that actually aren't members of City Church and don't live in Cleveland. So come on. Yeah, pray, pray about uh, how the Lord would have you involved in this and maybe uh, just as other people have moved to Cleveland for the purpose of helping with church plants, uh, that the Lord would have that uh, upon you and maybe your family's hearts and stuff. So this has, these are things to consider. The, the Lord is sovereign over these matters, but he uses uh, the means of, of humans. He allows us to be a part of these things and to be a part of him uh, expanding and growing the kingdom in this city and to the ends of the earth. And so we just want to exhort all who are listening to, to prayerfully consider what it means to be uh, a part of the work of the kingdom uh, uh, particularly in, in this city in North Collinwood. So, Jason, thanks for the time you've given us in this series of the last two Thank podcasts you. and answering all our questions and hopefully helping inform our members uh, a little bit more about Jason, but also more about what the 
church planning process looks like and what starting a new parish looks like. So uh, just also a reminder as we wrap it up here that you can always go to the website, citychurchcle.com. You can go to the pastor's podcast page and there you can listen to all the podcasts that we've done in the past. And also, if you so desire, you can submit questions, uh, questions for past podcasts or this podcast. And also you can submit suggestions for our future podcasts. We welcome those and encourage you to do that. So, uh, so as always, thanks for listening and we hope you have a great week.